This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. time again, you texted, emailed, and DM'd us for our take on a planet-friendly way to purchase our tried and tested Brightly favorites. Because while the world of conscious consumerism is exploding, making mindful, planet-friendly purchases can still be a challenge. That's where the Brightly shop comes in. To reduce some of the eco-overwhelm, every product we sell has been hand-picked and vetted by the Brightly team. You won't find anything in the shop that has less than five stars. We've gone through hundreds of eco-products to discover new and emerging brands that solve sustainability problems for you every day. We even designed our own products like beeswax wraps to keep things fun and to help you live brightly. So how do we help you shop sustainably? The shop launches on the first Monday of each month and is open for five days. So the shorter, planet-friendly shopping window allows us to only order what we need. After the shop closes, we pack and ship out products in bulk. This low-impact supply chain reduces waste and keeps the planet happy. Brightly is also climate neutral certified. Because we are committed to climate action, we have set our entire carbon footprint from operations to shipping. We believe in the power of collective change, and we are so glad you're joining us on this journey. Go to shop.brightly.eco to see what's in store. Use code GOODTOGETHER at checkout to receive two free hand-blown, ethically-made wine glasses with any purchase. Simply add the wine glasses to your cart and apply the code at checkout. Here at Good Together, we are fanatical about helping you help the planet every single day through daily actions. And for most people, becoming more planet-friendly looks like reconsidering your single-use plastic, um, thinking about your food waste, and really just being more mindful as you go about your daily business um, about, you know, there's different things you can do to help the planet out. Well, in this episode, I sit down with Kendall, Brightly's head of shop things, (laughs) Um, and we have a little bit of shop talk. So we talk about a few different products that she's been excited about and products that we are actually now um, selling in our Brightly shop. But the reason why we're excited about these products is not because we're trying to sell you stuff. It's because we really truly believe in the power of individual actions done on a daily basis by billions of people to create change in the world. So we talk about the problem 
homes themselves, whether we're talking about single-use batteries or um, even single-use coffee pods, like Hello K-Cup, we talk about like why those, you know, the continual usage of those single-use products is a problem. And then we tell you a little bit about the products and why we're excited about them. So I hope you love this episode as much as I do, um, and we can't wait to get into it with you. Hey, Good Together listeners, we are so excited to do this episode with you. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, Brightly, um, which is you know part of Good Together, actually has a shop where you can learn all about all things eco-friendly products. We have all sorts of amazing stuff in there for you. But what we really want to start doing with these episodes is talk about why we're selling this stuff, because I feel like you know, we've done some shop episodes in the past and we've heard your feedback and people sometimes feel like they are being like, it's on like an infomercial or something. And that is absolutely not the intention. The intention is for you to be able to grab, um, you know, any types of, you know, what we're calling eco-friendly essentials or really just eco-friendly products that you might need to make a difference in the world as it relates to a problem for the planet. So that's going to be how we're going to start doing these episodes going forward. We're going to talk about like what the problem is, what's the state of the world, what, you know, what's happening, and then how you can potentially shift your own behavior and, you know, make a difference through the usage of a product, right? And as you know, like the podcast, we're constantly telling you, you don't have to buy new things either. So I want you to understand that these are just suggestions. And even if you're not going to purchase something, that's totally fine. I want you to walk away from this podcast understanding why it's important that you stop using Ziploc bags. Way more important to us than it is for you to get a Ziploc bag alternative from us, right? So (laughs) I just want to kind of set the stage there because we've definitely heard your feedback. We totally get it. Um, So today I have Brightly's head of all things shop, Kendall Harris, on the podcast with me to just do a little bit of shop talk. And as a matter of fact, we should probably just call these episodes shop talk. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome, Kendall. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. So yeah, Kendall's been on with us before. Um, We, you know, we heard a lot of really awesome input for her. And, you know, she spends her whole day every day looking at eco products and figuring out which ones that we should test. So that's another thing that we are always constantly doing. We're not just recommending things to you because we want to make money or something like that. It's we're recommending them to you because we think they're really going to help you live a better, you know, more planet forward lifestyle. Um, And, you know, it does, you know, obviously making money helps us keep this podcast going, but we're here really in service to you. So, um, you know, I think the main question I feel like I always get as Brightly's CEO is like, well, what can I do personally to, to help the planet today? And when we think about interrupting individual actions that we do, that might be, you know, potentially have negative, you know, be harmful or have negative impacts on the planet. Um, I think a lot about just, you know, different, different things I'm doing throughout my life during the day. So I don't know. I mean, I just finished lunch and I had to put some leftovers away and I had the classic uh, internal dialogue that I have probably because I'm a big nerd in this area <laughs> was like, well, what do I put my food in? Right. So like, what do you, I mean, how do you have, think about that Kendall? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I used to be very old school and I would do the the plastic bag thing for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, for a while too, I would do uh, like plastic Tupperware, all of those good things that are very helpful and very useful in the day-to-day life, but probably at the end of the day, not the most planet friendly. 
So, um, yeah, I definitely am always looking for better ways to store food, to bring food on the go, to put things in the freezer and, you know, all of those necessities. Yeah. And single use plastic is probably my number one enemy when it comes to, um, you know, the war, (laughs) the war, um, you know, for the planet in terms of conscious consumerism. I think single use plastic is something that we have all grown up becoming so accustomed to. And we've never taken a step back and thought about, well, where does this go when I send it away? And some things break down in landfills easier than others, but plastic is not one of them. So our first swap that we're recommending is that you swap those Ziploc bags with an eco-friendly alternative. Um, We're going to recommend the one from Stasher, but I don't know, Kendall, you want to tell us a little bit about why it's so important that we care about you know, stopping our usage of single-use plastic bags? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely recyclable. I think my mom was, I credit her to being an early adopter of just like washing it out and trying to reuse those plastic storage bags as much as possible. But they wear over time, first of all. Like they're not going to last forever if you get the plastic ones, let's be real. And then also, if you're putting something like raw cookie dough in there, which I've definitely done, or just any kind of food that you really don't want to like, you know, you worry about like foodborne illnesses and stuff like that, you really can't reuse them after that. That's not very safe. Um, so while they are very useful and there are ways to recycle them. Well, um, actually, wait, I'm going to pause you there. I think we're, let's make a differentiation between recycle and reuse. Because it sounds yeah. like what you're talking about is like reusing them. That's um, true. You know what I mean? Like, so that I think confuses people a lot, but yeah, mm-hmm. you can absolutely yeah. reuse them. Like you're talking about in certain instances. Right. But then what right. about the recycling piece? Right. Like, can you just like throw that in your recycle bin? At so home? they say that you can, but no, you can't. Like if you yeah. were to put that in a curbside bin, it would get tangled in your machinery. Um, it damages the machines and slows down the recycling product process. So you would have to use a special collection bin. Um, and that's just not very feasible for like everyday use. Right. And no, we all and use these about every day. It, right. Like you have to, it's like, you're like, okay, you have to figure out where to drop them off. You have to remember, like, you probably have ones that are sitting around that like don't smell very good, which by the way, you're supposed to like clean them out before you take them to these collection bins. So it's just really not feasible, um, for people to remember to do that. And mm-hmm. I think, again, like we've done a ton of episodes about recycling, about all the myths that are kind of caught up in there, but truly the actual recycling of these, you know, plastic Ziploc bags or what have you, it's just pretty much non-existent. Um, So it's, it's, it's just not good. And I honestly, too, once I kind of made the switch from using the single use bags to stuff like stasher bags, or I use a ton of just like glass um, glass containers with, with, you know, uh, Tupperware tops and things like that. I found that my, my food staying fresher too. So, I mean, there's like all sorts of benefits. Um, but I feel like, you know, in addition to the actual, you know, issue that we're having with these plastic bags from a recyclability standpoint, another huge issue is that plastic bags are actually produced from fossil fuels. So that's, an, you know, if you, if you care about that, which I would, I would hope you do, <laughs> um, you know, according to the center for biological diversity, Americans actually use 100 billion, with a B, plastic bags a year, um, and that requires, you know, 12 million barrels of oil to manufacture. So there's always lots of chatter going on about different, you know, like Keystone Pipeline, all these types of oil and gas industry projects that are really devastating 
to the environment at first blush, right? Like just, just off the bat, they're terrible. But if you think about the downstream impacts of the continuing usage of products that require, you know, these oil and put, you know, in, in oil and gas products, it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I think using something like a stasher bag definitely confronts that firsthand. Like that's just the greatest swap that, you know, that's out there for plastic bags. Um, they're very, very durable too, which is what I love about them. Like, and they can just be used for so much more than just food. We talk about using them for, you know, food in replace of like single use plastic bags, but you can use them in the car to store coins, which is what I randomly do with mine. Um, you can use them for supplies. You can use them for travel. Um, you can actually put them in the microwave and pop popcorn in there if you wanted to. So they're, they're very multi-use, which I think is really cool about these. Yeah. I mean, I actually have one, it's like a real, it's a small, like kind of skinny version that I have in my purse that I keep my hand sanitizer. And then my, like, if I have like lipsticks and stuff in it, cause it's, it kind of contains stuff. We all hate it when either one of those things busts open in our purse and gets, mm-hmm. gets all over the place. So I found it's a really good use um, for things there. And also great. Like you said, for traveling, it's really good to keep those um, travel sized uh, toiletries at bay because those explode too. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're, uh, which is really cool too, is that you could dishwash them too. So you can throw them in your dishwasher when you're done using them. So that kind of combats that like icky old food thing that you might have going on after yeah. using them. Yeah. So. And I'm a germaphobe. So putting something in the dishwasher is pretty much a requirement for me if it's related mm. to food. So I do it all the time. I love it. Yeah. And also too, I've, I've given to these to so many people. I'm kind of like known as the person that gives dasher bags to people <laughs> for like housewarming or, you know, a host gift or something like that. But I find that even people that aren't really sustainability minded still love them. Like they just find them so handy and useful. So you can really get them for anybody and they'll love it. That's awesome. So the next activity, as we're kind of thinking through you know, daily, you know, actions that we're doing that can potentially be harmful to the environment is battery usage. Um, And I literally, as we were like thinking up this episode, I realized that I had a battery on my desk, a used battery from one of my, uh, my baby's toys. Like it had just, the the toy had, had died (laughs) as it were, it needed a new battery. And I took the battery out and old me would have, thrown it away like 10 years ago before I really like really understood it I mean I think only probably knew that I shouldn't throw it in the trash but I wouldn't have really cared um but knew me as somebody who really understands the life cycle of products and what's actually happening in our landfills was like no I'm not throwing this away even though that's like the easiest thing to do to get rid of the clutter in my house I'm gonna like sit on my desk and have it as a reminder for me to figure out how to dispose of this bad boy um and you know, the problem is huge. Like if I had that conversation with myself, I mean, it's happening everywhere. Like millions of single use batteries are bought, used, you know, recycled, disposed of the trash, et cetera, every single year. Um, But unfortunately, it's really rare that people take the time to find those like special recycling options nearby, like we're talking about the plastic bags. It's just, have you ever done that? Have you gone in and recycled your batteries? Maybe you have. Uh, no, you would actually be horrified. You have a single battery on your desk. I had a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Going back to that full of used batteries that we just didn't know what to do with. We were kind of figuring it out. We found like a recycling center, but it wasn't nearby. It wasn't convenient. And it was just such a to do that we just never got around to it. And they're just 
sitting in my house. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a lot of places don't even accept them. Like I've been to like the dump before, which we need to go film going to the dump. It's pretty amazing. But like a lot of them will say like, we do not accept electronics waste or battery waste. And most of the time the electronics waste is because of that type of stuff in right. it. Um, you know, most batteries, regardless of type, contain toxic chemicals. And so if you throw those old batteries in a landfill, the toxic chemicals are really pollutants and they leak out into the environment um, and they can contaminate your groundwater um, and, and really damage the fragile ecosystems that we really are coexisting with. So it's not good. Please don't throw them away. Um, maybe be like Kendall and stash them away for years and years. Although you probably don't want that sitting anywhere near <laughs> your, your good stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, if you happen to have a big thing of batteries, consider this, uh, your call to action to find your nearest way to dispose of them. Um, I can't guarantee you that that way of disposing of them is really going to do much about the problem. So when you think about, you know, your battery usage and how we're never going to get to a world where we're not using batteries, like how should Kindle, how should we be thinking about, um, you know, maybe cutting back that like single use battery usage? Um, well, we could look at easy ways to recycle them. So we do have a swap for that, which is the better batteries. Um, and those are basically your standard batteries. They come in the, you know, all the different sizes that you could possibly need. Um, so nothing really new there, but what's cool about them is it comes with a, um, prepaid label and it just makes it so easy to just put your used batteries in the bag and send it right back to them to recycle. Um, and that just kind of takes all the guesswork out of it. You're not sitting on these batteries, you know, they're going back to the right place to be responsible, responsibly recycled. And yeah, I think that's really a good option there. And they also offset all of the, um, emissions like that come from that process of shipping as well too. So they, they really thought of everything. Yeah. And I mean, so when you're using a uh, better battery company, they've, they've done the homework, they were disposing of these responsibly. And that was a big deal for us because like I said, you can drop things off in, um, you know, quote unquote, the proper channels, but sometimes it's really unclear if they're going um, to the right place. There's been a story out about, um, I'm not going to name the, co well, no, I'm not going to name the company. Out. I'll have you Google it. Cause there's still there's a lot of he said she said that that's going on about this, but basically there's a popular company out there that has has basically made a name for themselves, saying they'll basically help companies and consumers recycle almost anything. And when reporters started digging into it, they realized that unfortunately that was just too much of a too big of a goal to start with, and a lot of these items are actually like ending up in, in landfills, which is really unfortunate. So that I tell that story because. We all want to be really careful and, and, and apply scrutiny, even when somebody says, yes, yeah, send it to me, I'll recycle it, because it's possible that they might just be, you know, sitting it out. Um, so from my perspective, you know, I, I thought about this one or two ways. One, we can partner with somebody who actually does the work and does responsibly recycle them, like Better Battery Company. Or you can think about doing a, um, you know, a uh, rechargeable battery, which I think that that's probably something a lot of us are also familiar with. Like, you, they're not single use. You can just recharge them once they run out of juice. Um, you do typically at the end of life of that, because that's not going to last forever, end up in, in the same situation. But at least you're, you know, cutting back on those, you know, single use batteries, if you will. Yeah, um, for sure. And you can also like, I think what I do in my house is I do a hybrid of the two. So there's yeah. items that I know are going to last a certain amount of time. I know exactly what battery I need. And for those, I use the 
rechargeable batteries, but then there's items like my kids' toys and just the random stuff that appears that you just kind of want, you know, that to reach into your closet and grab the right fitting battery. So for that, I, I like the better batteries. When you think about reducing your carbon footprint, your mind probably goes to reducing the amount of meat you eat or conserving energy in your home. While both of those can make an impact, another method that doesn't get nearly enough attention is greening your finances. A 2020 report found that 35 of the world's biggest banks have given $3.8 trillion to fossil fuel companies since 2016. If your bank doesn't have the same values as you do, there's no better time than now to make the switch to Aspiration. Aspiration is an online banking alternative that offers socially conscious and sustainable ways to spend and save so you can make money while making the world a better place. And unlike the big banks, Aspiration doesn't use your deposits to fund oil pipelines or exploration. We love that Aspiration is a B Corp and 1% for the Planet member. They also give you the option to plant a tree with every single purchase. With Aspiration Plus, you can earn $200 when you spend $1,000 in the first 60 days of the account opening. You also get 10% cashback when shopping with Aspiration's conscious coalition partners, such as Brightly. Ready to make the switch to Aspiration? Head to aspiration.com forward slash Brightly. That's A-S-P-I. R-A-T-I-O-N dot com forward slash brightly to learn more about socially conscious finance and sign up for a new cash management account. Aspiration Financial LLC member SIPC, Aspiration is not a bank and is not affiliated with Brightly. Finding stylish footwear that's also sustainable isn't easy. Trust me, I've tried. But thanks to Vionic's Beach line, I've officially found a pair of sneakers I never want to take off. Vionic Beach is great for conscious consumers as the shoes feature an eco-friendly outsole, 80% of which is rubber and 20% of which is made from a soybean-based compound. These shoes also feature a canvas fabric made with natural materials. And they're completely vegan certified, so you can rest assured that no animals were harmed in the making of the shoes. Something I also love about the shoes is the fact that they are completely washable. I love going on long walks and hikes around San Francisco where I live, so my shoes are bound to get dirty after a while. It's great knowing that once it's time to give them a good clean, I can toss them into the washing machine and it's completely effortless and they always come out looking and feeling brand new. Comfort is also key when looking for sustainable footwear, and this line delivers support and comfort without sacrificing style. In fact, Bionic is so confident that you love your new kicks that they have a 30-day wear test. That means you can return them for a full refund within 30 days, if you're not satisfied for any reason, even if you've worn them outside. Are you ready to step into the world of sustainable footwear? Check out the Vionic Beach line at vionicshoes.com and use the code BRIGHTLY at checkout for free shipping on your order. That's V-I-O-N-I-C-S-H-O-E-S dot com and the code BRIGHTLY for free shipping on your new pair of eco-friendly shoes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're totally correct. Like sometimes you just need a battery really quick and you and you don't have a rechargeable on a hand or whatever. So I think this is a really great option. The other uh, call to action we can give you on the battery topic before we move on to another swap is, you know, we should absolutely be pushing companies to be producing products that are able to be recharged themselves that actually don't rely on batteries. And oftentimes those mechanics are a little bit more expensive, which is why 
you don't see a lot of products that come with their own power source you can kind of plug in themselves. But there are just so many different ways that I think the companies who are actually manufacturing these products can um, create positive environmental change if they design them right from the beginning, right? So mm. just think about this stuff as you're purchasing it. Um, obviously, as eco as we all try to be, we we buy stuff that's not. That's totally fine. That's that's the whole point of this podcast. So just be more thoughtful um, and try and see if you can find stuff that you can plug in. All righty. Um, next swap. Um, is for people that really like caffeine. So you want to you want to get us into that one, Kendall? <laughs> yes. So I used to have a whole ritual around coffee. Actually, I still do. But every morning I would do this glorious long uh, pour over method, and it just you know it took a lot of time. But now I'm you know have a kid, got to get yep. realistic here. Don't have the time for that. So I am more of an on the go coffee person. It needs to be ready like immediately for me yep. to use it. So, you know, options there, you've got the K-Cups, which everyone knows these days, you've got a K-Cup machine, they've made it super easy for you. Hotels use them, um, airports use them, they're everywhere. And they are oh, really, I really totally easy. had one. Did you have one? I totally yeah, had it. No, I, I, I mean, definitely did. <laughs> when those things came out, it was like the coolest thing ever. Like people, <laughs> it was revolutionary. You didn't have to let, brew a pot of coffee. It was done right there for you. I remember thinking that like, I was excited because the coffee was going to be more fresh and mm-hmm. in my mind. And um, I was going to be able to like have a bunch of different flavors and stuff like that. But to be honest, like a lot of times when you go into the, the grocery store and you see those K-Cups, I mean, wh- when were those roasted? Like I, it's probably a lot older than you're thinking, right? From yeah. a freshness perspective. Exactly. And, you know, then there comes the sustainability aspect. Like these, they say that they're recyclable, but you would have to actually take apart the whole K cup in order to do that. Like the plastic cup, the filter, the coffee grounds, and then there's like an aluminum top. So, you know, realistically, nobody who is making a K cup coffee that's in a rush to get out the door is going to have time to do that every day. Yeah. And Brightly actually talked to a recycling expert and this person was like, absolutely not. (laughs) They're, they're, They're really, they're really not, um, recyclable in most instances and putting that symbol on it is misleading right so I, I just mm-hmm. think it's weird um I think it's weird that they even do that we we absolutely need talking about you know putting pressure on folks we definitely need governmental agencies to start to crack down on misle you know mis- mislabeling things recyclable because I think that's pretty crazy um and you know even if you were doing the work like you were just saying it's it's still really difficult to just to recycle it so like let's just take away the fallacy that using a K-cup is okay because it's recyclable. Um, So if you are somebody who likes to consume a lot of caffeine in the morning, like me and Kendall, um, and you're somebody who likes things available on the go, there's a few different options you have, right? I mean, first off, you could just, um, you know, use coffee machines that don't require these types of single use pods. Um, I actually have a espresso machine like it's a a pretty big fancy one but we got it because I you know all I have to do is just put a whole bag of beans and I press a little button and it makes me like awesome lattes and stuff and of course that was an investment my family made because we also we just had a baby we didn't have we don't have time to like get in there and brew a nice you know cappuccino like we used to um so we made that decision and the nice thing is like you know when I make a latte like that at home I'm able to obviously use whatever kind of milk, you know, dairy-free alternative that I like. I'm also not going in the car to go to the 
um, you know, coffee shop and I'm not using, you know, I'm not creating waste in that instance, right? Like I'm not having to get a coffee to go. That being said, like there's nothing the matter going to your coffee shop. Just like bring your own, you know, <laughs> bring your own mug if you'd like to. Um, but anyway, you, so you can go that route. They also ha- do sell little, um, they're like refillable K-cup alternatives. So it, it literally is shaped like a K-cup. It fits where the K-cup goes, but you can put, um, you know, your own coffee in there. So I used to do that actually when I had a Keurig maker and I found out that these K-cups are not recyclable. I actually made the switch first before I got rid of the machine, which is problematic. Now there's a machine in the landfill that's sitting there unused. So like, you know, I really wish I would have done more thought from that perspective, but you know what? We're all human. Um, but yeah, you can do that too. Um, the final thing that you can do is, you know, think about different ways to get your coffee. So we talked about a few earlier, but another another thing that you can do is we at Brightly figured out a way to create a single use coffee pod or a coffee bag, if you will. Um, and you can use it like a tea bag, which is really cool. It's called Brightly Brew. Um, and Kendall and I had a lot of fun sourcing this, trying them out. It's really weird to brew your coffee like you would brew a tea, <laughs> right? Isn't it weird? It is weird. And it, you know, you kind of think like instant coffee when you think of this, but it's not that. Like no. I kind of cringe when I think of instant coffee. Yes. And this is actually nitro sealed. So it keeps the flavor much fresher. Um, even when you open the bag, it's like smelling a coffee shop. It's like just this glorious, like pick me up smell. And, um, yeah, it just works exactly like a tea bag. You dunk it, you let it steep for a few minutes and then you've just got some really, really tasty brewed coffee, you know, and it's obviously single use. And we, we kind of took the next steps and thought about the packaging too, which is totally compostable. Um, it's organic, it's fair trade certified. So it's, it has a lot of elements of coffee that we find very important and we value. Absolutely. And I think I'm almost positive. We have an episode dedicated hundred percent to coffee. If not, it's part of one that's talking more about drinks. So, um, I'm, I'm escaping me right now, but coffee in general has so many impacts on the environment. So please go back and listen, um, go to brightly.eco and search for coffee. You'll have a ton of really interesting tips. Um, but yeah, I think, for me, what was so interesting when we when we set out to do this sort of coffee swap, if you will, was well, single use coffee swap um, was thinking about drinking coffee in a completely different way. And why does it feel weird to brew a cup of coffee like you brew a cup of tea? Well, it's just because we're used to we've only ever brewed tea that way. Right. So you might feel I mean, I honestly just I felt weird <laughs> doing it, but it tastes so good. And if you like stop for a second and think about it when you're using a standard drip coffee maker, that's what it's doing. Right. Like it's literally just dripping water over coffee grounds and that's how you get it. Right. Like we could probably brew tea that way. Right. I've never done it. <laughs> I, I'm, I imagine you could. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so, and these are yeah. really, really good for travel too. And yeah. like six months down the road, maybe a year, I would love to see this at like every major hotel chain and that little coffee maker section so that you don't really get stuck with those K cups that you're seeing at, uh, at, at those places. Absolutely. That's a huge goal. I'd love it. Let's, let's, let's expand brightly brew across the world. It's also <laughs> good too, if you're like traveling and you are worried about getting a bad cup of coffee, because that's, something that we kind of have to deal with when we're traveling, like if you're on the airplane or something like, eh, not great. Um, so if you have that with you, it's just a really, really quick portable way to get a really good cup of coffee. So it's amazing. Um, so we've just got one more swap for you. Um, we, you know, 
we could talk about these all day long. Um, and so one that we're actually really excited about uh, this this uh, month, excuse me, is a baking mix that's made with upcycled materials. So like, what the heck? Like, we have a brownie mug. What What's going on with that, Kendall? Because like, when you guys <laughs> brought this to me, the team, I was like, wait, what's a brownie mug cake? I don't know what that is. What do you mean this has, has like upcycled stuff like are you talking about like trash like what is happening with this so, <laughs> but it's really good <laughs> this one I honestly didn't think about much like I didn't think about brownie mix in my pantry being an issue right but right I mean like no that's like the last thing I would think of. you don't really go there <laughs> well I mean because billions of tons of food is wasted every year and you know we're kind of we're going into our food sources to make these brownie mixes right yes. out of like yes, nothing of yeah so what was so cool about Renewal Mills is they're taking upcycled ingredients and it's not like trash. <laughs> when you I know, right? Trash. Like what is upcycled? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so they are working with um, plant-based milk companies, in this case, soybeans, so soy cool. milk, and they take the pulp that is left over from that process and they dry it out and they make flour with it. And they use these flowers to make their baking mixes. They've got, you know, chocolate chip cookies. They've got brownies. They've got sugar cookies. And what's really cool that we're offering this month is the brownie mug cake, which is like an individual serving size that you basically can pour into a mug and make a delicious brownie mug cake in 60 seconds. And you just throw it in the microwave, right? And that's how With it comes out. water or your favorite plant-based milk. And um, yeah, they also, like our coffee, they kind of thought of everything too. They're um, vegan, they're gluten-free, fair trade ingredients. Um, yeah, all of those great things that we look for, especially when you're dealing with things like chocolate. That's so cool. And I mean, so when, as you guys know, we test and we try, if, if we're not making the product ourselves, we put these other products through the ringer. And so Kindle first brought me some stuff from Neural Mills. Actually, around this time last year, the Brightly team was getting together for our very first like in-person meeting since COVID. It was crazy. And so we had a bunch of the team together in one Airbnb in Seattle. It was so fun. And she brought these mixes from Neural Mills. And I don't know, I'm like so traditional with my baked goods so at first I was like okay wait they're vegan um I'm, is, is the brownie mix vegan as well yes yeah yeah so vegan um which I love folks that are vegan I myself am not and I've never really had a ton of vegan baked goods myself and so first of all I was like well that's interesting and then it was like well these cookies are made using upcycled material which was like what does that mean and so honestly at first I was like this is kind of weird like I don't know if I'm gonna like this right and Kendall made them, which was super fast. Like she just threw the mix in a bowl with some water pretty much. Right. Like, and, mm -hmm. and, and then you made these cookies and they were literally gone, gone in 60 seconds. Like that movie. I mean, they were, <laughs> they were immediately gone and I ate one and I was like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Like I am really surprised about how good this is from a skeptic's perspective. Um, so that's kind of when I first got introduced to Renewal Mills and We've just loved working with them. Like their founders are amazing. Female founded company, really, really great people. And when we're, you know, we're constantly talking to them and telling them like what we'd like to see them make, our community ways in. And so when we found out about this brownie cake, well, brownie mug cake mix, if you will, um, it sounded like a really good fit. The teams tried it. They love it. Um, I personally haven't had a chance to try it, but everyone else loves it. 
Um, I had kind of had my hands full with, with the new baby, but I mean, I can, Hey, if, if I'm going to bake with a new baby, Hey, I can bake a mug cake in my microwave. <laughs> 60 seconds. It's all you need. <laughs> yeah. My husband's like getting on to me about me. No, I'm sure he's, he's an amazing partner and he's done so much. He's been so much help with, with the baby and cooking and everything. But I think like he's getting sick of doing all the cooking right now because I got my hands tied. And so Maybe now I can be a champion baker by doing these micro cakes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I made them with my three-year-old. So I'd like to say so easy a three-year-old can make them. <laughs> okay, there you go. I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that kind of wraps up today's episode. So, you know, as we think about different actions we can take every single day to make a positive different difference for the planet, I want you to go away from this episode think just remembering to be curious and remembering to question, especially when you're thinking about waste. Like every time you go to throw something in that trash can, I want you to just have like a micro, a millisecond thought about like, well, what is this? And like, you know, what am I doing with my trash level? I will tell you that if you just do like a tiny, tiny little bit of mindfulness here, you will cut down the amount of trash you generate. Like the other day, my husband was like, I can't believe that we, you know, he's like, we don't even come close to filling the trash can anymore, which is a pretty big feat for people with a new baby. Like we made the decision to do cloth diapers instead of disposables. And actually that's been going so well for us. And originally I was like, had a lot of fear and skepticism about that one too. So the point of me telling you this uh, listeners is just have that little bit of mindfulness. Think about if you are throwing away stuff that could have been a reusable, whether we're talking about a single use coffee pod or maybe a a napkin or like you know let's bring back handkerchiefs people like do we all need Kleenex all the time <laughs> like let's just like think through it because for us like that's really where the magic happens that's why we started this podcast that's why you know brightly as we know it exists today and when you need help whether that's understanding what the problem is or how you can you can fix it come to us like come hang out with us on social you probably know, like we, we have a lot of fun with you on TikTok and Instagram, come visit our website, like, you know, search around, kind of absorb all the goodness that's there. And then if you need to purchase something, we're here for you with the shop, right? We're not here to sell you a bunch of stuff that you don't need. We're just here to help you on that journey. And that's how we really approach the shop. And it's something we really want to help you, um, you know, help you succeed in, um, and, and really grow as a planet champion as we're. So thanks so much, Kendall, for for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind 
and live brightly.